Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hi, everyone. It's Jamie Jo Wright with Mad Lit Musings. And today I have one of our all-time favorite authors here, Miss Susie Mae Warren, who has written another great book. Hey, girl. Hey, thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here too. And I don't know why I do that. I do this like, hey, girl. Like I'm like, I'm, I like it. It's yeah, weird. Like, I don't hey, know. Because we're, we're like hanging out. And it's I fun. guess, but I don't really talk that way. So I don't know why I do it on my <laughs> podcast. My, my kids call it my telephone phone, my telephone voice, which, you know, whatever. They're like, you, yeah. you don't even know you when you like do podcasts and you talk on the phone. It's like you've switched into a different person. And right. You know, I'm like, what is that? The nice person, and as opposed to the crabby person, and they're like, I'm not saying that. But <laughs> I used to do, I used to do radio voiceovers for ads, and um, I would have a very like specific voice that I would pull for the ad, and I don't do it on my podcast because I think it's absolutely obnoxious. But they would run these ads in our local theater, and my kids were sitting there one day. We we're watching them, you know, getting ready, and all the previews are coming out, and this ad comes on, and it's me. And my daughter leans over, she goes, she kind of sounds like you, but that woman is really got a weird voice, mom. <laughs> and I'm like, she really does, honey. Yeah, she really does. does. Wow. I'm really, yeah, I'm glad I, that's not the best me. choice. Mm. <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah. So we all have our, our personas, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. So we're here to talk about book three in the Sky Ranch series, mm-hmm. right? And I think you were here to talk about book one. I might have been. Mm-hmm. I think so. Been so, a lot of places talking about a lot of books. So I bet you have because you only really... write like one every five years or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd be like starving. <laughs> Unless I was like, like, you know, John Grisham. And then I'd be like, yeah, no problem. One book. Oh, right. One book. Here, and it lasts you. Your royalty is just right. like you retire sure. on them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that. So no, okay. actually the truth is, is that I love to write. So even if I did write even if I had that level of success I would still be like um no I have to write more and I'd probably have to have a pet name or something because I literally I'm such a crazy person that I I love to I love stories so I'll finish writing a book and like immediately I'll be like thinking about my next book and even if I take like a couple weeks off which is about the most I can take off I'm still I'm already writing in my head so I don't know I just was I was just born to be a writer and I love to write stories so well and we all love that you love to write stories thanks (laughs) (laughs) thank you it gives us a lot to read which is great so I I wish I had other skills like dinner making and house cleaning but those are overrated when you have cold cereal I know I just told my husband I said I think I'll make dinner tonight He's like, really? Wow. You know, like so <laughs> when I tell my family I think I'll make dinner tonight, they go, Oh, really? <laughs> you know, it's all that tonal inflection really tells yes, yes. he thinks about your cooking. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm a pretty good cook. I just I don't know what's happened in the last 10 years. I'm like, nah, I'm done. I don't cook anymore. <laughs> so anyway, it does help that my husband's a, fan, a fabulous cook. So okay. a lot of times he'll make dinner and then I'm like, oh, that's, that's why should I, why do I even bother? Cause he's, yeah. he's like a gourmet cook. So that's like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You can tell the difference in when my writing career finally started because my daughter expects dinner 
and my son who was, you know, just starting to eat salad food about the time my first book came out. Um, he's all like, can we just have cold cereal? Like he's, <laughs> he'll literally ask for it. I'm like, you are a writer's son. <laughs> you are. It's true. I used to be like, you know where the fridge is? Go find something. Yes. You know, I'm like, come yes. on. And he's like, but I'm four. I can't find it. Like, yes, you can. Come on. There's bananas. Have one. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, no. Oh, so my gosh. Very sad. awesome. This is great. All right. Well, now that we've established our um, that your your children probably eat better than mine, oh, um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about this book, Sundown, which is book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it is the third in a trilogy. It's the Sky King Ranch trilogy, and it's about three brothers who all are in different branches of the military, and they had a massive falling out about ten years ago, and. Um, and so that you know, sort of ignites the series in the first book. And the first brother comes home when their father, who um, is a bush pilot, so they run a big, they have a ranch, but it's really a bush pilot service up in Alaska. And so the first brother comes home, kind of reckons with his past, deals with the girl he left behind, and then it ignites a problem that is carried through the other two books and so the second book uh, occurs that came out in June it's called Sunburst and it uh, started when brother number two came home and told brother number one that brother number three and by the way they're triplets but they're fraternal triplets yes brother number three was has been kidnapped by the Boko Haram and is in Nigeria so that book was the book that took place in halfway half of the book took place in Nigeria and then the other half took place in Alaska and of course that picked up the thread that was started in book one of the big series problem and even though there's also a you know relationship and you know current problem and then it carried it over to book three where we're dealing with the third brother his name's Colt and he um, is uh, and along the way they picked up a, a stranger named Tay who uh, appeared in the first book and had a bigger role in the second book and now is the main character in book three. So it's Colton Tay and they are dealing with this this problem that ignited in book one and suddenly it's come to fruition and it involves, oh, a global problem, some Russians, uh, some information that they need to find and then a solution that they need to create and then of course there's epic adventure and we go from Alaska to Seattle to Florida and and there's always things happening and of course we bring in people from other books that my readers love like the Jones Inc guys and <laughs> some and Ruby Jane and and uh, York are uh, part of all of that and that we have a group called the Caleb group so if you're familiar with the Susan May universe a lot of those people come in but mainly it's the story of Colt who is this extremely wounded um former um ranger and he was wounded so he doesn't work he's not in the military anymore he left for certain reasons which we find out in the book and then he's been working private security for Jones Inc and gets captured and so the really the story is about um the beating that he took his recovery and now him wondering if he can join the team again and really what does he want it's kind of a, he had a little come to jesus and so now he's like what do i want and then of course tay the heroine is running from something that happened prior to book one and now she has to face it in book two and really the story is 
what will what is your commitment to your country and at what cost is that commitment and is it worth it so both of them are sort of dealing with this idea that they have made a commitment to their country um called through his military service and Tay through something else and now they're being called to do something brave for the sake of their country and really for the world um and so i always like to add some global stakes in there so anyway and and just really just wondering is there is there a time when you can say no or yes or whatever what does that look like and then is there a um is there a plan beyond what you see right now so this idea that you know we have our lives planned out this is how it's supposed to look but what happens when the plan is shattered is there is is there another plan how do we you know pull that together you know this sort of thing so what how does our life look like after it gets shattered and can it be put back together again so lots of big themes lots of epic adventure lots of racing around the country good romance i really love the the banter between tay and and colt colt's kind of a kind of a little bit of a playboy only he's amended his ways and Tay's a very straightly smart girl <laughs> and so she's uh she's you know kind of uh put through her paces with Colt but she also really is pull you know really doesn't pull her punches with Colt he needs somebody like Tay to kind of say what are you doing you know and, and so but Colt loosens her up and so anyway it's been really fun to write their story lots of great dialogue and lots of sparks and um and then things happen and then things happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great summary. And yeah. Right. Like there's a story. Happen. Right. It's about two people and things happen. And things yeah. happen. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds super exciting. And, and the characters sound super fun. I love the fact that you're talking about sacrifice in this mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. Um, and the concepts of how much is too much sacrifice mm-hmm. and what happens when it doesn't go the way you're expecting. So why did you pick that type of a theme for the book? What, what inspired you to do that? Well, a lot of times my themes happen as I am um, going through the story. So um, I always, I, I, this is probably something people don't know, but I always pick a hymn behind mm-hmm. every, um, every series. There's a hymn. And, um, and this one is come thou found of every blessing. And so, um, so there's, uh, there's themes behind that. Um, and, um, I don't have the verses up right now, but every, every verse sort of gives me sparks, my idea for my theme. And it kind of morphs from there a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, um, the theme for this one was really about, having the courage to do what you're called to do. I do feel like in our era, in our world today, it takes a lot of courage to stand up for what you believe in. Um, Especially if you are um, a person who, a person of faith, sometimes that could be a challenge to say, you know, this is what I believe in. And, and how do you do that in a way that is um, true to yourself, true to what you believe in, but also in a way that, blesses other people so you know finding that and so I think that's one of Colt's challenges is that he thought he was this person and he stood up for what he believed in and then got completely annihilated um and physically and then um and now he's being called to back into the fight and how does he do that after he was so brutally uh, damaged basically how does he have the courage to do that and can he do that and so um so yeah so I guess the theme comes from their journey where I find them as we begin the journey and I start to ask the questions who are you and why this journey for you and where are you 
um, in your spiritual and emotional state? What is the lie that you're grappling with? What is the truth that's going to set you free? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then we, we kind of come at it from, I come at it from that angle. And now in full disclosure, I, often will pray my way through books when it comes to that. I'm a very big plotter. And in terms of my, you know, my, this is the characters. I know who they are. I use something mm -hmm. called the story equation. I build my characters based on that. And I have a book on about that. That's no secret that I do that. And then I plot, plot my character's journey using a external plotting device, which I really love as well. So I kind of have their external journey all figured out. I know where they're going, but their internal journey is, a little bit more nebulous. Uh, I kind of have some ideas. I know what their lie is. I know what their fear is. I know what their woundings are. Um, I sort of know what the theme is, but I let my, I let the story and I let my, my faith and my personal relationship with the Lord kind of move that through. So I'm able to, to sort of say, okay, where is he now? And, you know, and stuff. So I kind of let that be a little bit more organic as I get to know the characters. Uh, and I find having that structure of saying, okay, I know I'm going from here to here allows me to write to that structure, but that gives me the freedom to build that, that theme and characterization as I go. Right. I love that. Cool. Well, this is super fun, but let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you more about the concept of a hymn being mm. used to help bolster a story. So let's take sure. a quick break. Are you a writer wanting to go deeper in your writing and get to the heart of your story? Join Christie Award-winning author Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com, where she will take you on an intimate, fun, and exploration of going deeper, the layers of your story, the four corners of foundation, and more. Find out how to be mentored by Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. All right, we are back with Madlet Musings and Susan May Warren, and we've been talking about her latest book and um, the series that it's a part of, as well as sacrifice and all kinds of themes. And she dropped kind of a zinger that I'm like, ooh, we got to explore this a little bit more. She said a little known fact is she has a hymn for every book or every book or every book series. Every series, Seriously. I pick a hymn. Now I used to pick a piece of scripture. So I have 90 novels out. So, you know, at some point I'm like, okay, I, I have to sort of go back for it. So like, actually my newest proposal that I just worked on was some piece of scripture. That's so, but I like to have, and I used to do Psalms. Sometimes I do a, you know, a piece of scripture from the new Testament. Um, but most recently I've been doing a series of hymns. And so, you know, how great thou art, mm. um, um, be thou my vision, um, amazing grace. Um, and then of course I used come thou fount 
of every blessing for this particular series. So, so what will happen is I'll like lay out as I'm looking at the series, I'll, I'll look at the hymn and I'll say, what are the themes that I see in the verses of the hymns? And then how can that create a thematic journey for my character? And of course I, you know, I'm also in tandem creating my character. So I'm thinking, okay, what is his issue and this sort of thing. So in this last book, I used actually the last two, um, stanzas of come out found and i i love them as and this is one of my favorite hymns but i love this little stanza it says oh grace to oh, oh to grace how great a debtor daily i'm constrained to be let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the god i love here's my heart oh take and seal it seal it for thy courts courts above and the deeper issue with my hero and a heroine and we talked a little bit about you know what does what is that sacrifice and that sort of thing what it, to to you know stay called to what you're called to right i guess is the fact that we are prone to wonder you know so when the hard things happen or when shiny things come our way we go oh we want that that would be so fun to follow and i think that colt is that guy he's his, you know, he was damaged in, in his uh, beating from the Boko Haram, and now he's back home. And he's like, I want to wander from my calling. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It was hard. I, I you know, I'm prone to, you know, it's, it's not that he's a, a weakling. It's just that he's just like, I it was, the cost is too high. Right. Yeah. And I think that could be the a source of wandering as well. And so I looked at that and I, and the same kind of thing for Tay is, you know, what if it's just feels too hard. Yeah. And so I'm wandering away to the things that might be easier and, and God knows this about us. He knows that we're prone to wonder, whether it's from fear or from lust of the flesh, you know, we're like, I want that instead of this or, or, you know, whatever it is that is, is calling us away from our calling, you know, that he knows this about us and then he will gently bring us back, you know, into that place and he'll call us and he'll say, and really what we want is Lord, make us have a heart that doesn't wander away from the calling. And so what does that mean? That means that then we need to be fortified in him, which we find in the next verse. It says on that day when freed from sinning, I shall see thy lovely face clothed, clothed then in blood, wash linen, how I'll sing thy sovereign's grace. Come my Lord, no longer tarry, take my ransom soul away, send thine angels now to carry me to realms of endless days. So it's that idea that once we come back or he, he uses grace and his glory and his his amazing love for us to bring us back into that calling and we are then you know bound again to him and it's not that we will never wander again but rather the the, the stronger that we're bonded to him that attraction that continues to pull us toward him causes us to stay bound to him wow. and so that's the journey of my characters to some extent is seeing god in his grace and love bring them back into their calling and saying not oh shame you for leaving but rather oh how i love you and i want mm -hmm. you to stay with me and and uh and 
I, I, you know, I was, just as an aside, recently I was watching The Chosen, which I just want to give a plug for The Chosen. I am a complete and utter Chosen fanatic. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's, that's, my husband says it's kind of like the New Living Bible translation for, you know, television shows, you know, with Jesus, right? And, uh, but not to give something away, but there's a main character who wanders from, from Jesus and um, he brings her back into the fold and he, she's so ashamed of herself. She can't look up at Jesus. Jesus. And he finally says, look up. And she says, I can't. And he says, look up. And then she does. And he says, I forgive you. It's over. And, and, and it's such a powerful line, but basically that's the lesson that my hero and heroine learn is that even though they have wandered they come back, there's no shame in the, in, there's no shame waiting for them in, in the, at the foot of Christ or, you know, in, in the arms of the Lord, right. He, he just is like, I'm so happy to have you back mm-hmm. and let's, let's continue the journey. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was, so, you know, so that's how, you know, that hymn springboards the theme and the conversation and the, um, the journey for my character on a spiritual level. And so, you know, you're always wondering, okay, who are these people right. and how, how, what is their journey and how do we make that unique? And I just, it's one of my tools is just going to hymns or scripture and finding that truth that I want to sort of embed into the story. And albeit subtly, you know, I'm not really, you know, I don't try to make it too. And that's why a lot of people don't know that I use hymns because it's, I do try to make it subtle, but sometimes yeah. I put a hymn in, in or I'll tell my newsletter list about it or whatever, just so that they get a deeper picture of where it's at. But I do find that having something like that helps me build the theme. That's awesome. It's kind of like a, a target to come back to every time you start wandering. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wander back to, to where you're supposed to be started. But right. I love that too. And I, I think it's so great because um I was I was shocked the other night. I was talking to my daughter and I mentioned to him and she goes, huh? Mm-hmm. And she didn't recognize it. I'm like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. these are getting lost. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they're starting to get lost, which, and I realize hymns aren't for everybody. I mean, some people are like, oh, I'm a, they're going to put me to sleep. But when you read the lyrics, oh, right. They're so but, theologically deep. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I feel like that's, you know, when we searched for a church, we found, we tried to find a church that did praise and worship and hymns because yeah. hymns are so about theology. And, you know, we have a whole generation, like when I was homeschooling my kids, we actually, I actually taught them hymns in homeschool because I was like, you must know these hymns because they are full of theology. And when we just feed ourselves on the fun, uplifting, you know, praise and worship songs, which are great, we miss the depth Mm -hmm. and truth of the hymns. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like you're, you're absolutely right. We, we must have a generation that continues on with hymns because they need to understand the depths of their uh, the they need to understand theology theology is a good thing yeah well and theology is the study of god and when i look at worship songs which i adore worship songs i was just playing them before we started talking but um i i've noticed a, a theme with worship songs not to get off topic but that they're very um, centered on how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling about my situation or how I'm feeling about the Lord and giving glory to him, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But when I go to a hymn, all of a sudden now it's not about me anymore. I'm looking at whatever message he's trying to express. And this mm-hmm. is his message to us. And you better listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I completely agree. I love the fact that hymns are God centric. They're yes. all about who he is and his reaching out to us. Mm-hmm. Whereas praise and worship is us 
reaching out to him. And right. so you need to have a balance. Exactly. And I think that a great church brings both of those to bear, right. you know, right. So, well, yeah. This is awesome. You know, this was great. Cause I love, and that's one of the reasons I like having these conversations with authors is I love learning about the new books, but I love finding out the deeper stuff behind what mm-hmm. inspires the mm-hmm. spiritual thread. And I think it's helpful for, for me, but also for readers to just know the heart of the author and their love for the Lord. And we can't, as authors in fiction, we can't necessarily, you know, write a big, thick, long tome about our relationship with the Lord. So it's woven in usually subtly. And so I love these conversations. So anyway, that's my way of saying thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, I I agree. It's hard to always know the the story behind the story. And so it is great to hear that from the author, because I feel like they, there is a lot more um, embedded in the story than we get. And that's why, you know, stories are so important. They're so intricate. And mm-hmm. sometimes you have to read them twice and right. read everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, this is awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, if readers want to check out your books, what's the best way to find you? Oh, we then go to my website, susanmaywarren.com and everything's on there. And of course I'm on Facebook and yep. Twitter and Instagram and all the, all the places, but go to my website. That's the best way to, to right. I, there's excerpts and all sorts of fun okay. stuff there. All right. Awesome. Um, also put in a plug because you've got uh, Sunrise Publishing that has books coming out too, that you're linked oh, that we should sure because I want to hear about it. Real yeah. It's a sunrise publishing. Yeah. So uh, they are all books that are sort of like, if you have a favorite author and you long to have more from that author, but they are busy writing other series, Sunrise Publishing will go back into their backlist and pick series and then find authors to write those. And so, and then the lead author, the the main author also works with them too. So we just had a a Lynette Eason Mm -hmm. um, book come out. It was written by Kelly Underwood under under Lynette's direction and it's called Defending Hours uh, Honor. So if you love her Elite Guardian series, it's, it picks up on that. So that's kind of what we do at Sunrise Publishing is we continue the joy of a particularly loved series with- Which is great. Yeah, which is fun. great for readers who are loyal. So I wanted to get that plug in here because I'm like, you. you gotta know there's more that. books out there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you go to sunrisepublishing.com. You can read all those. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day and thanks so much yes. for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.